Welcome to Confessions of a Wannabe It Girl. I'm your host, Marley Fragging, and I'm here to help you filter out all the bullshit and become the next it girl. This podcast explores the reality of what it really takes to make it out there. As it turns out, it is way less Instagramable than I thought it was going to be. I'm still very much a work in progress, but there's simply nothing else I'd rather be doing than chasing my dreams. So let's learn from my mistakes and work together to achieve our dreams with more confidence, clarity, and direction. Let's get after it. Today's guest, Deneen White, is a Two Comma Club Award winner, which is an award that is given to successful entrepreneurs. She has a book entitled The Circle of Focus, Transform Your Life, coming out later in 2023. She has shared the stage and podcast mic with many Tony and Academy Award winners and even 50 Cent's acting coach and the man who discovered Lady Gaga. Deneen is the host of the VIP Ignite podcast and coffee in the green room. Her charitable work also includes working for Operation Underground Railroad. In the past year, Deneen has played a pivotal role in partnering with Tony Robinson to free over 3,500 women and children from sex trafficking. And you're probably wondering... How on earth did she manage it all? Well, today she is getting into the concept she developed, which is called the circle of focus. And this is why you need to stop multitasking now. Welcome, Denine. Thank you so much for being here. So you do a lot, Missy. You host two podcasts. You are an author. You work for VIP Ignite. And then on top of it, you do a lot of charity work with Operation Underground Railroad. Wow. Thank you so much for being here. (laughs) Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. So can you kind of just for the audience, break down what all those things are really quickly? Yeah, sure. So my name is Deneen White. I am the publicist for a company called VIP Ignite. What we do at VIP Ignite is we empower actors, models, and musicians to create their own success by giving them the tools, resources, and connections that they need. So what does that mean? What we do is we host live and virtual events, and I host all of those events. So if you ever come to one of our boot camps or something like that, I'm the person who hosts them. I also host two podcasts for VIP Ignite. One of them is called the VIP Ignite Live podcast. So in that podcast, we interview actors, models, and musicians. Maybe they're at a certain level of success, or maybe they're just getting started. So I interview them to find out like where they are, where they're going, and some of their secrets to success. The other podcast that I host is called Coffee in the Green Room. And Marley, you know, because you're an actor, there are certain conversations that you have in the green room that you don't have on set that you don't have around other people. So my hope with the Coffee in the Green Room podcast is to kind of get those insider secrets secrets of the entertainment industry, of the entrepreneurial world as well, because we definitely, we work with a lot of entrepreneur speakers. So I interview people like Bob Leone, who discovered Lady Gaga. I've interviewed Robert Galinsky, who was 50 Cent's first acting coach when he went from being a performer to being an actor. I've interviewed a woman named Pat Addis, who is like one of the biggest investors on Broadway. So I interview these people and I get like their little secrets to success. So I have that going on. I also am the president of 
child services for our mother agency called Truth Management. So that's a heart-centered, faith-based agency. It's a mother agency, so we help to develop talent. So like you know, I'm sure a lot of your audience knows if they're actors or models, like the first thing everyone wants is an agent, but you have to become the person that an agent or manager wants to work with. So that's what a mother agent does. So I have the opportunity to develop talent. And on top of all these other things, I'm also going to be a brand new author. I was an English major in college. And one of my dreams was always to put out a book. So I got a challenge last year to put out a book. So this right now, one of the projects I'm working on in my spare time is called The Circle of Focus, Transform Your Life. It's all about how even though we want to do so many things, and it sounds like I do like a bazillion things, which I kind of do, how you can use something that I call the circle of focus to not be so scattered, not to be going in a million different directions, but to really focus in on one thing, even when you're doing a million things. I love this. So let's get into the circle of focus. Break it down for us. Are we talking about like, you know, don't have 8 million careers? Are we talking about when you're sitting at your desk, don't play on Instagram, like get micro with it. What is the circle of focus? Well, it's a little bit of both. I think a lot of times people like the entertainment industry specifically, or even into the entrepreneur sphere. And they're like, oh my gosh, I want to do this. I want to do that. Like I talked to when I first started the VIP Ignite Live podcast, when I first started interviewing people, I talked to everyone, I'm a triple threat. I'm like, okay, well, what does that mean? I can dance, I can sing, I can act and I can model. I guess that's a quadruple threat, but whatever. And I'd be like, oh, okay, that makes sense. But then what I saw was none of them, the triple threats, they were really a zero threat because they were so hyper-focused on doing all these things. They weren't able to focus on one thing. And as I told you, I do a lot. If you saw what I do on a daily basis, you'd be like, how do you do it all? But what the circle of focus is, growing up, I was always taught to multitask. Okay. Like I played sports. I was in band. I was in the marching band. Total nerd. Thank you very much. But I, was, I played sports. I was in the marching band. I was in all honors classes. And I always thought, okay, I can do all these things at once. But growing up, I realized that multi multitasking is a lie. Your brain is not designed to do 10 million different things. And there is a book, not like men are from Mars and women are from Venus. And it talked about how men and women have different brains. Like men are very regimented, right? Their brains are more like waffles. So they compartmentalize things. But women, our brains are like spaghetti. They're like all over the place. And what I've realized is that if I sit down and I have a list of 10,000 things to do, and I'm trying to tick everything off at once, I never get anything done. Marley, have you ever felt like Oh my you God, sit down and like, you're like hamster on a wheel. You're like, you're moving really fast, but you're not accomplishing anything. Oh, yes. I mean, I've gotten so much better with it, but yeah, yeah, it's like, you know, the brain scramble of everything you have to do at once. And, you know, then of course it like brings up this neurotic anxiety energy. Yeah. So yes, I totally know what you're yeah. talking about. Yeah. So you're like, you're going in all these directions, but you're not getting anything done. So what the circle of focus is, is that what I recommend people do is you sit down and you write down a list of everything that has to get done. Okay. So like, I don't call it a to-do list because like, if I'm like, okay, I have to go to the gym. Like who wants, that sounds terrible. But if I'm like, I get to go to the gym, like, okay, you know what? That sounds like fun. Let's go get our sweat on. So what I say is write down a list of everything that you have to do, but don't call it a to-do list. Call it an I get to-do list. 
because that automatically feels better. And then prioritize. So for example, we're in the entertainment industry, right? So one of the things everyone should be doing is getting healthy. So you should be working out, you should be reading, you should be studying. There are so many things that you should be doing. And then as humans also, we have laundry involved. We have to cook dinner. We have to, some of us have children. You have to run your kids to school. You have to do all these things, right? So what I tell people to do is be super focused and really regiment your time. So for example, today I hosted a podcast. I've done an interview with a talent. I've had to do personal errands. But when I was doing the podcast earlier, I wasn't thinking about, oh my gosh, I have to go do this, this, and this. I set aside an amount of time, just like I did for this podcast. I'm like, okay, the only thing that matters in this next hour is this podcast. And I literally turn off notifications. And I know that in this time, this is all I'm focused on. And if I have like with writing the book, for example, like I have deadlines I have to meet. So what I do is I set a specific amount of time just for that. So I don't answer my phone. I don't check Instagram. I don't get on TikTok and see the cute dog videos. I am fully focused on one thing at a time because what I've realized is that when I sit down and hyper-focus on one task at a time, I get a lot more done than if I'm trying to write an email, write a pod, host up, like do all these different things. So the circle focuses taking all the stuff that you have to do and dialing in one thing at a time. Totally. I love this mindset. I really agree because I'm somebody who used to, and sometimes my default setting goes back to this, let stuff bleed from like activity A to activity B or project A to project B. And, you know, then I'm not giving my best work at that time. So what we're really doing, I love the waffle imagery is like putting it in a waffle. I usually say filing cabinet, but waffle and put it in that, you know, square. And it's like, okay, so this is that. I have a question though, because I run into this a lot. What happens when you don't allot enough time? How do you stop the bleeding into the next thing? Like I've done that so many times. I've been like, I think this is going to take me an hour, but really it takes me two. What do I do to combat that bleeding energy? Well, I think the way that I set up my day is I do the most important things first. Mm -hmm. So if I have my publishers like, okay, Deneen, I need X number of words by this day, then that's my priority. So if I'm doing like an activity that has a time deadline or that someone else is waiting for something, I always prioritize that. Because the thing is, is, you know, I think we all over, Tony Robbins says this, you overestimate what you could do in one year and you underestimate what you could do in 10. And I think that a lot of times we'll overestimate what we can do in an hour. So if it's something that's a high priority, then what I do is I'm like, okay, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to push other things down so that I can get this thing done. So it's also a matter of prioritizing too. When you're creating your list, it's like, okay, you know what? These are the things that if I don't get this done, my business is going to crash. If I don't get this audition in, my agent is going to like never submit me out again for anything. So it's prioritizing those things versus like, you know what? I have laundry. You know what? I probably could go another day without doing laundry. So I'm going to put in a little more time on this audition. I'm going to put in a little more time on this chapter and then I'll do the laundry later or even better something that I'm learning too is what are those things that you can pay someone else to do so like you know what like grocery shopping Instacart is my new best friend I love going to the grocery store and picking out my own groceries but you know what there's someone else that I can pay to do that so why not give them the grace and gratitude this is what they're doing for a living so it's also a matter of prioritizing like what can I pay someone else to do to buy back my own time 
Yes, absolutely. Something I've realized that I think I'm doing that is the circle of focus is I use a digital planner and I don't use like Apple or Google. I use like GoodNotes and imported GoodNotes and I have a to-do or a I get to list. <laughs> and when things don't fit in the day, I just swipe to the next day and write the stuff I didn't get to the next day or even the day after that. So I can really like space things out because I think what we're getting at is the purpose of the circle of focus is really to be as hyper-focused as you can be in those set times. Yeah, absolutely. So can you explain to us why we need to be so hyper-focused in an area in order to get like your it? You know, we're so about getting to wherever your it girl dreams are. So I'd love to hear what you have to say about that. I think I have a background a lot like yours in that, or a personality a lot like yours that growing up, like I always wanted to do so many things. Like I was the jack of all trades, but the master of none. So I think the first thing that you need to do is like identify what is your it? Like, what is that one thing that you want? Like, what is that thing that burns so hot in your heart that if you don't accomplish it before you die, that you'll be regretful on your deathbed? Because no one ever regrets not working, but they regret not having experiences. So I think the reason that the circle of focus is so important is growing up, I was a people pleaser. And honestly, I'm in recovery. I need a tweet, baby. Yeah, right. <laughs> and I think especially women, I think that we all have this thing we want to please people. So growing up, like even like when I was trying to figure out what I wanted to do when I grew up. Okay. So I was in high school and I was really great at science. And I had this one teacher, he was my chemistry teacher, but he was a pharmacist. He was like, Oh my God, Denine, you'd be a great pharmacist. So I was like, okay, let me be a pharmacist. I never looked inside of my Self and said, okay, what do you want to do? So I was like, okay, you know, I'm good at science. I respect him. So I went to pharmacy school. I hated it with every ounce of my being. Like I hated being a science major. So I wound up like, I dropped out of college after one year because I didn't want to waste my parents' money. So I came home and then I had another, oh my gosh, you should work in a doctor's office. You'd be great at it. So I worked in a doctor's office for a year and I was like, well, this kind of sucks. And then another friend was like, oh my God, you should work in a bank. So I worked in a bank for six years, been really successful at everything I tried. When I worked at the bank, I started out as a part-time teller. I worked my way up to assistant vice president in six years. Like I took a branch from $0 to $2 million in one year, which I was really young. So it was like, I was like, oh my gosh, but there was something left inside of me. And I figured out one day that I had been so busy asking people what I should do that I didn't find that it in me. And I promise you we're coming to a point here in the story. Okay. Oh, this is great. But like I was doing so many things that other people wanted me to do. I knew what I wanted to do. Like from the time I was seven, I knew what I wanted to do, but I was so busy trying to please other people. Like I was even a part of a church for 10 years and it was amazing. We built the church from 12 people to thousands of people it was a tremendous experience, but I still wasn't doing that thing that I knew that I wanted to do. So long story short, I graduated from college. I went to another college. I got an English degree and I had an emotional breakdown. Like literally I had an emotional breakdown. Like I was in bed for probably two or three weeks. I couldn't even get out of bed because I was so hyper-focused on pleasing people. And it was at that moment, I was like, okay, you know, you really need to figure out who you are and be true to who you are. And what I realized was that the one thing that I love doing and the one thing that I'm addicted to is helping people be successful. So I started working for a dental implant company and I worked for dental offices. And then I had another emotional breakdown because I had that realization, but I still was kind of navigating these waters. And then I met Michael Falcon, who is the co-founder of VIP Ignite. And he called me one day. He's like, what are you doing? And I was like, I'm working. What 
you think I'm doing? He's like, well, I have a challenge for you. And I was like, okay, what's the challenge? He's like, I want you to host a podcast. I was like, you want me to do what? I work in a dental office. I'm shy. I know nothing about the entertainment industry. Did you call the wrong number? He was like, oh, what? You're not up for the challenge? And I was like, I'm German in the time. I was like, oh, I'm up for the challenge, sir. So the next thing I know, I'm sitting down, I'm interviewing the former art director of Vogue. I'm interviewing one of the fairy godmothers of Broadway. I'm interviewing all these amazing people. And I'm interviewing all these actors and models and I'm giving them advice and they're blossoming. Like there was this one girl I interviewed and she was super quiet and super shy. And she was like, Denise, what should I do to become an actor? I'm like, I don't know. Like she lived in Atlanta. I was like, well, why don't you go audition for community theater? And she's like, okay. And she did. And a couple weeks later, I got a call and she's like, didn't even guess what? And I was like, who is this? Like, obviously I knew who it was. And she's like, I just want you to know that I did what you told me to do. I auditioned for a play here in Atlanta and I got the role. I was like, that's awesome. And I was thinking, she's so shy. She probably got the chorus, right? She's in the chorus, something like that. I was like, okay, well, what role did you get? She said, I got the lead role. I'm like, you got the lead role in a community theater in Atlanta? Okay, that's awesome. What what role did you get? She's like, I got the lead role in Schoolhouse Rocks. I'm like, you got the lead role in a musical? And I realized at that moment, the thing that I want to do is I want to help other people be successful. And I realized in that moment that by helping people achieve their goals in the entertainment industry, achieve their goals as entrepreneurs, that I could fulfill that deep calling in my life. So long story short, or long story just a little bit longer, if you will, is I think in order for you to get to that it, you have to realize what lights your soul on fire and go all in on that. And I may be doing a lot of different things, writing a book, hosting podcasts, doing all these things, but everything that I do leads in one direction, which is helping other people be even more successful than they are. So does that answer your question? Yes. Well, and I love that because you're really wrapping it in and like saying like, yes, I do a million different things, but with the same intention, with the same purpose, the same meaning for like your gifts and your life. It's, you know, when I hear things like this, I sometimes get stressed because I think, oh no, I am that person they're talking about. I've got my hands in a million different cookie jars and I don't want to hear no, but I learned it is so much more about intention and energy you bring to it. However, though, I want to know a little bit about why you think we should not multitask and like the energy you're talking about we should leave. The reason I don't think that you should multitask is that you can't do 10 things at once. And what I've learned from people like that I've studied is that you have to go all in on one thing and become great. And then you can expand into other avenues. There are so many examples out there, but like I'll use Denzel Washington because he's one of my favorite actors. Okay. So one of the reasons that he got into acting is because he was a basketball player and he wasn't working out for him. Someone said, Oh, you should try out theater. But if you go back, the reason that he wanted to play basketball, the reason that he is an amazing actor, the reason that he not only does tremendous films, but he also performs on Broadway because he loves theater so much. His heart is to help the Boys and Girls Club of America because growing up, he was a part of the Boys and Girls Club of America. And when you think of Denzel Washington, you don't think of model, you think actor and you only think actor. Mm. So he became really great as being an actor. And now he has an even bigger platform to be an advocate for the Boys and Girls Club. So if you are interested in acting, go all in on your acting because that'll open up opportunities for you. If you are a model, go all in on your modeling because you 
know what? That'll open up acting opportunities for you. But you have to become well known at one thing before other people will take you seriously. Because again, like I talk to so like I work with a lot of entrepreneurs and I help to mentor a lot of them. If they're like, oh, well, today I'm into internet. Today I'm into Facebook ads. You know what? Today I'm selling NFTs. Oh, well, you know what? Today I'm into AI. And I'm like, well, what do you really do? Mm-hmm. And I wouldn't want them to babysit my goldfish because they don't know what they're doing. Right. I don't want them doing brain surgery. It's kind of like you don't ask a doctor to be your, you know, cut your hair. No, that's not what they do. They fix your brain. So yes, I see what you're saying. So yeah. So when I say like, I know we all want to do so many amazing things, but be really great at one thing and then let that help you achieve those other goals. Because like, again, I know your background, like you studied dance, you studied acting, you've done all these amazing things, but in order to be really great dance, you can't also take a bunch of acting classes because you have to be all in on dancing. You have to condition your whole body in order to do that. And the same thing with acting. Like if you want to go all in on acting, like you can't also be taking dancing classes and all of these different things. Like you have to go all in on one thing and become amazing at it. And then you'll see even more opportunities come up. It's like discipline. You know what I mean? Like you can't just work your biceps in the gym. You have to work your whole body. Maybe that's not the best analogy now that I'm thinking of it. But what I'm trying to say is like you have to go all in on one thing. I mean, there are some anomalies, but the average person, like you have to focus on one thing and become amazing at it so that other opportunities will open up for you. Yeah, it's kind of like going in all on the red, like in Vegas, like you're just putting all your chips down for one, you know, big goal that you're working towards and like the rest will fall into place. And, you know, the goal changes. I think that's okay, but not like in the talking about like, oh, I'm NFT and AI and blah, 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 blah. Like we're talking about like keeping it in the lane. So stay in the lane of it. So why is it called the circle of focus and not the square of focus? Because all I can think about is those waffles. Well, if I had my whiteboard, which I don't, what I normally do is I would draw a circle. So imagine your life is a big circle, okay? And right now, we're just going to use acting as an idea. So if you're only focused on acting, how much of your effort are you putting into acting? So right now, I'd say like 85% of my energy is on podcasting. Okay. So this is where my picture will come. If you're only focusing on one thing, just one thing right now, you're giving it 100% of your energy, right? Theoretically, if you're only focused on one thing, you're giving it 100% of your energy. Now, if you're focusing on two things, each of those things gets 50% of your energy. If you're focused on three things, each of those things get 33.3%, right? So if you think about it like a big pizza, the more that you're focused on, the less of your energy you're able to focus on that one thing. And I bet the quality goes down too. Yeah, and the quality goes down drastically. So if you're like doing a podcast, but you're folding laundry, and then you're listening to your Meisner technique in your ear, but you're doing vocal lessons while you're doing all these things, you're not accomplishing anything and you look a little bit crazy, right? So the circle of focus is like, what I want you to do is like go all in on one thing. So if you think about a circle, you're going all in on one thing for that time. Does that make sense? And then you switch circles. Yeah. And then, yeah. And then, yeah. And then you can switch your nexus of focus. So like when you're doing your podcast, you're all in on the podcast for that hour, for that two hours, that five hours, you're a hundred percent in on podcast. You're not thinking about anything else. And then when you're at the gym for an hour, your circle of focus is a hundred percent on the gym. You're not thinking about, oh my gosh, the 10,000 things you have to do when you leave the gym. 
you're out with your friends and family, you're not thinking about, oh my gosh, you know what? I have to write that email for that podcast. I have to do this. You're all in. This way you're in the moment because the circle of focus is about truly being in the moment because we miss so much of our life because we're focused on other things instead of being right here now. I love that. So you kind of brought it up. Emotions and worries and stress and things come up when we're supposed to be giving a hundred. So let's use we're at the gym, but you're really stressing about, you know, that really scary phone call your boss said you have to have at 2 p.m. Yeah. How do you keep your emotional state a hundred percent on the gym? I have a saying that I've been saying for a long time now, and it goes one or two things. The first thing is I can do hard things. So understanding that I have a hundred percent survival rate, every hard conversation, I've not died yet. I'm still here. So I think I have a hundred percent survival rate. I can do hard things. And the other thing is I can only control the controllable. So when I'm at the gym, I can't control that conversation that hasn't happened yet. I can't control the conversation I had yesterday. I can only control what I'm doing at the gym. So in this moment, the only thing I can control is this. And I also, I'm a huge fan of Tony Robbins. I've been to pretty much every one of his events. And the one thing that he always says that really sticks to me is this, is that life happens for me, not to me. So that conversation that I have at two o'clock, if my boss is like, you're fired, you know what? Thank you very much because you know what? Life happens for me and not to me. And nothing that is meant for me can be taken away from me. So I have anxiety coming out my nose a lot of days, especially I have a lot of stuff going on in the background right now that no one even knows about. But the thing is, is that I know that life happens for me and not to me. And every experience, like I've gone through, I was in the room when my mother passed away a year and a half ago. I was in the room when my grandmother passed away. Like, and I have seen people go through cancer. Like I've gone through a lot of things. And in that moment, it was the most tragic thing that ever happened to me. But I understand that life happens for me and not to me. And I've seen the hard hardest days of my life be turned around so I can help other people through the hardest days of their lives. So when I'm on the treadmill, when I'm at the gym, I'm all in on the gym because you know what? I can only control this because if I'm at the gym, it's because I want my body to be stronger to help me for that 2 p.m. phone call. Janine, I love this. Thank you so much for sharing all of this with us. We really appreciate you taking the time. Can you tell everybody where we can find you and everything? Yeah. So I'm most active on Instagram. So my Instagram is at Janine M. White. And then I have TikTok. It's not the best if you want. I really just use that to kind of entertain myself. But I would you could definitely find me. Yeah. You could definitely find me on Instagram because that's where I'm pretty much all in on Instagram. So if you can find me at Janine M. White. If you want to learn more about what we're doing at VIP Ignite, you can follow us on all forms of social media. It's at VIP Ignite, like Ignite Your Fire, the word Ignite. And if you want to learn more about what we're doing at Truth Management, it's at Truth MGMT. Oh my gosh. Amazing. Deneen, thank you so much again for being here. You're welcome. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. It's such an honor to be on your podcast. And I hope that I've inspired at least one person that listens. Oh, I'm sure you did. You know, us wannabe it girls are just moving towards the it girls every day. <laughs> thank you guys. Guys, thank you so much for listening. And a big thank you to Deneen for being on the show. Please make sure to rate and subscribe to the show. It is that little subscribe button right there on Apple Podcasts. You can also check us out on YouTube and on Instagram. Guys, thank you so much for listening and we'll see you next Tuesday.